0: Love Life Church Podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, so we are on a series called Real talk. We're having relevant, real talk. Look at your neighbor say, did you come to get a talk? Because we about to throw down. And look at your neighbor say, it's about to get real. Okay. It's about to get real, real, real. Yes. It's about to get real because we're living in a day. We're living in a generation. We're living in a Photoshop and a photo op. I, I can't stand it. Like people would rather have a better photo op, their Instagram. And you look at them and you're like, wow, they're living their best life. And you meet that person and their life is like trash, because they would rather have a great photo op than invest in relationships. You'd rather have a great photo op of your Bible time, of your devotion, than rather get in the Word. You'd rather have a great photo op of you coming to church than actually be in the church. Are y'all ready? Because I came to preach. Your girl is excited. Why? Because I love real talk, because I love when people real talk to me, and that we can have a real relationship with Jesus. We can have a real relationship with god the father we can have a real relationship with the holy spirit and we don't have to fall for all the fake we don't have to fall for all the phony we don't have to fall for all Whew. we don't have to fall for it right you fall for everything when you know nothing it's time to grow up it's time to mature it's time to have an understanding of your purpose here on this earth what were you born to do you guys we were born in this era in this time for this generation for a reason right it's time to rise up it's time to discover who we truly are and it's time to walk in healthy relationships starting with our relationship with god we need to have a great, healthy relationship with God. So, we talked about real talk with God. When do we talk to God? All the time. All the time. We need to talk to God all the time. It's time that we get real with God. God already knows the real you. You hide in, you duck in, right? You hide in that text. God knows. God knows your thoughts. How about you invite him into the situation? God knows the picture you're taking. God knows the picture you're sending. How about you invite God into that broken place so you no longer have to get your value from others. You no longer have to get your value from likes. You no longer have to get your validation from how many people you've viewed your whatever whatever just saying it's time to have a real relationship with God so that we're getting filled with his love we're getting filled with his power we're renewing our mind and we're having a sound mind a disciplined mind so when chaos hits the fan and the and the world's going crazy you ain't crazy like the world you actually standing up for what you actually believe and you're not falling for what media is making you do They say you have to do this. If you don't do this, then you don't stand for that. If you do this, you do stand for that. No media will ever tell me what I stand for. And if I don't post this, and if I do post this, then I believe in Jesus, then I don't believe in Jesus. I don't need to post that I'm a woman to know that I'm a woman. I know that I'm a woman. Just getting it straight in case you was wondering. And I'm fired up. Your girl is fired up because I don't want you guys falling. Falling for fake media. When you know the truth for yourself and you discover the truth for yourself, it is so empowering. It is so freeing and you will not be pressured by people to make whatever. People can't make you do anything. They can't make you feel anything. They can't make you do anything. That is your responsibility. Look at your neighbor you say, Y'all, did you come to receive something? You ain't sleeping in this service. In case you wanted to take a nap, you done came to the wrong service, okay? We're talking about real talk with God, real talk with others, real talk with self. Becoming more self-aware and less selfish. Like this is something we all will work on for the rest of our lives, okay? This journey is overcoming the flesh, right? The flesh is selfish. If it has something good for me, I'm down. If it doesn't, I'm not down, right? You're like, your mom's like, can you go with me to the store? You're like, well, are you gonna stop at Jack in the Box? Are you going to stop at McDonald's? Are you going to buy me a donut when we get there? You know, your mom's like, no, I just need you to help me. Do you see how, like, even from young, we're like, okay, how is this situation going to benefit me? You know, I need to go do this. Okay, well, what are you going to do for me? No, just go with your mom because she needs some help. Or go with whoever, whatever. But we can so easily be selfish when we're young. But it's important that we put away childish things. We grow up, we mature, right, and start becoming an addition to the family, right? I'm not saying bring additions to the family, all you young guns, just saying. Hold up, wait a minute. So this is a life journey of overcoming the flesh, okay? we got to overcome the flesh and its selfish desires. Jesus says in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is what? He is the way. I love how Pastor Dan described this on Sunday. Jesus is the way. He is the highway. He is the journey. He is the avenue. He is the road. He is the direction. So when people ask me where am I headed, I'm headed headed for the way, the journey, the highway of what? Of Jesus. Where is Jesus directing me in my life in this situation? What does Jesus say about this situation? We need to know what you know, Jesus is the way. He is the truth. It says that Jesus is the source of all truth. You want to be woke, you want to know the truth, then you better know Jesus. You better know Jesus, how he walked on this earth. It's time to look to Jesus. And what did Jesus come to do? He came to save the world. Jesus was preaching, teaching, healing. That's what we ought to be doing. Preaching, teaching, healing, setting this world on fire. Healing this world, right? We're not literally setting the world on fire. We're setting the world on fire for Jesus, in case you was wondering, okay? So he is the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. We have a responsibility to take hold of that life. It's only available to us. We have the responsibility to take hold of it. We have to choose Jesus. We have to choose to renew our mind. You can come to church as long as you want. If you do not choose to renew your mind about how you function, how you operate, how you think, how you handle situations, right? Come on. You come to church, you got to renew your mind. Is God... Is God the resource or is God the source of your life, right? He's just the resource where you look up a scripture here and there and you try to use it to your advantage. Or is God literally the source of your life, the source of your being, the source of your purpose, the source of your relationships, the source of your finances, the source of your health, right? The source of who you are. God is the source, but we have to choose it. We have to choose salvation. You have to choose salvation. God has the so-so life, the all-inclusive package available for you, but you have to choose it. He gave you a free will. You have to choose it for yourself. We have, we have to look to Jesus. So we need to look to Jesus through the journey. Right? Look to Jesus along the road. What does Jesus say about this situation? We look to Jesus and when we walk we look into Jesus, then we start walking in authority. We start walking with authority. You walk in the room and you have authority over the situation. Why? Because you walk with Jesus. You know Jesus. You abide in his word. His word abides in you. You're like a bank flowing with all the riches of God's word flowing out with authority and power, right? Responsibility equals authority. Look at your neighbor say, Responsibility. That is your ability to respond. Responsibility equals authority. Okay, okay, y'all ready? Because we're in part two of Real Talk With Others. How many of you guys enjoyed last week? How many of y'all received something good? Yeah, we were learning about others. How to, you know, just, your girl got wild and I was excited about that service. You can catch it on YouTube if you missed it. But we were talking about creating healthy boundaries in our relationships with others. It is so important that you have healthy boundaries. And the first and most important is your healthy boundary with yourself. So it is important for you to have a healthy boundary with yourself. You are in control of your emotions. Nobody else is in control of your emotions. We think that people can control our emotions like you make me feel, cause you make me feel like, no, no, Mm -mm. that's wrong. You don't make me feel like nothing, I choose to feel. And if you have released that power to somebody else, that's on you, but you know what? You're about to build a healthy boundary. We're about to empower you and encourage you and equip you with the word, with the truth, with the way, with the highway, with the road, with the journey, right? We're always learning, we're always growing, but we have to seek information. We have to, and if we're not seeking new information, it's old information. If you're not seeking new information on information with relationships with others, you're gonna only revert to your mom and dad's relationship. You're like, I'm never gonna be like my mom and dad. If you don't seek new information, yes you are, right? With our relationship with our finances. If you don't seek new information with your relationship with your finances, your finances will ruin your life. <laughs> you need to seek information, right? You need to seek godly information. And godly information, you're kind of like, he says, so, and you're gonna reap, and you're like, huh, what, give it all away, and you gained it all, and it's amazing how supernatural, you know, when God enters the relationship with your finances, your relationship with your health. Is your relationship with your health determined on what the doctor says? Is your relationship with your health determined on what you put in your mouth? Kind of. <laughs> we're learning through shred, right? How many, of you, how many of us are enjoying Fit for Life Shred? We're getting shredded, shredded lettuce, shredded cheese, shredded chicken, shredded carne. No, just playing. <laughs> we're getting shredded. Yes, we're going to be starting renewing. If you, if you haven't heard, that message is on YouTube as well. It's so good because we need. We are spirit, soul, and body and we need this earthly suit in good condition so that we can impact the world right we can't be all broken down and our suits broken we're like we're gonna win the world and you can't get out of bed so it's important spirit soul and body so our relationship with our health our relationship with information if we're not getting new information it's old information i want to encourage you to check your relationship with information is google your source Or is it just a resource if something happens you're dealing with something with the kids you're dealing with something with your health you're dealing with something with school you're dealing with something with relationships whatever is the first thing you go to google i mean come on let's be real we all done it we've all been there or is the first thing we go to is an advisor a mentor You know, our pastor, the word, what does Jesus say? You can, you know, Google a Bible scripture, but how is somebody going to help you apply that thing, right? So check your relationship with information. And if we're not getting new information about spiritual truths, it's important. It's important that we discover spiritual truths. And that's why we come to church. And that's why we have pastors, right? So we can learn God's word, so that we can know God's word, so that we can walk in that authority, right? You guys agree? So we need, where did I go? Oh my gosh. Okay, there we are. So if we don't have new information, we're just going to repeat history. And how many of you guys have said, "Um, I don't want to be like my parents? I feel like Everybody has said that. And if you're young, you're allowed to raise your hand. Ms. Sasha said you can. Because if you have healthy parents, they want you to go way beyond them. If you have healthy parents, they want you to surpass them and be healthier than them and be greater than them in every area of their life. They do their best so that you can have your best, right? So you can go further beyond them. But we will repeat our parents' mistakes without new information. For real. The craziest thing is, like, you will repeat your parents' relationship. Like, you end up picking somebody just like, and you're like, ha, what just happened? But if you have a godly dad, like, that's amazing. If you don't, watch out and be careful. There's red flags going on. So, right, if it's not new information, it's old information. So your words don't carry any weight if your actions don't line up with them. Your words don't carry any weight if your actions don't line up with him. If he's like, yeah, baby, I choose you, but if his actions don't line up with him, his words mean nothing. Let me get that straight. If your words, they need to line up with your actions, right? Just saying, y'all, did you guys receive that? Y'all hear that? you You gotta be keeping your word. Your word means something. Your word is valuable. Your word is who you are. It's your integrity. It's your character, right? So we need to work on keeping our word, and when we miss it, we repent, right? We change directions. So you you can say you're not going to be like your parents, but we all are. Has anybody had that? I'm old enough. I'm old enough now. I'm still young, forever young, but I'm old enough to be like I've quoted something my mom said. And I'm like, <gasps> like my mom just fell out of my mouth. I'm like, who who was that? You know, like your dad said something, and you're like, what did my dad always say? Cool it out. <laughs> cool. Like, is that what he said? Cool it. Cool it, girls. Cool it. And I think I said, cool it. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's like so weird. I mean, that wasn't a bad thing. But you know, you want to go greater. You want to go further. I'm not talking about perfection. Because nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect. None of, Jesus is perfect, and that's why we look to Jesus. So, And your parents, they want you to have a greater relationship. Your parents, they don't want you to make all the mistakes they did. They want you to go further, to be greater, right? Your parents, any parents, unless you're like a crazy parent, like majority of parents want you to go and grow and multiply when you're old enough, Okay. <laughs> They're like, what, huh? Some people just got it, anyways. So your parents want you to have greater relationships. They want you to have greater finances. They want your health to be greater, right? They want you to go beyond them. So I personally, I wanna raise a generation that knows Jesus. I want to raise a generation that goes way beyond me. They go further than I, they are greater than I, and they multiply in every area, right? We will see a sea of young people that will raise up and lead for Jesus and stand for what is right, and they seek truth, right? We're leading for Jesus, loving and leading for Jesus, with Jesus, on mission with Jesus. Yes, amen? You guys agree? So how are we going to do that? By seeking truth. We need to seek truth. We need to seek truth in our relationships. We need to seek truth in our identity. We need to seek truth in who we are, seeking God's way of doing things. First Peter five, five through seven, this is the amplified. Likewise, you younger, I'm gonna always call myself younger because I don't care how old I am, I'm always gonna be younger than somebody else, okay? Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, Be subject to your elders. Seek their counsel. When is the last time you asked somebody older than you about how to do something? It's crazy because sometimes we don't want to, like, humble ourselves or get a check. We want, like, sometimes your dad's like, go get this. And because you don't know what tool it is, you run over there and you take 20 hours and you come back with a screwdriver and they needed a Phillips but it's because you don't wanna ask. And it's for like the stupidest stuff too, you know? And instead of being like, dad, is that the one with this or straight, you know? Or however, whatever. But you need to ask, we need to, instead of having so much pride or instead of being like, we're so afraid of rejection and we're so afraid of what your dad's going to think of you. No, he's going to be more mad that you're taking 50 hours to go dig in the bucket when you could have just asked. you know what I mean? And there we are and God's waiting for us to ask for instruction, to seek wisdom. So you younger, we need to start asking for help. We need to start seeking wisdom. Like, dad, you know what? I got myself in this situation. I need some help. I don't know if it's the screwdriver or the Phillips. Help a brother out. And here your dad is. He wants to help you. He wants to give you an example of how he did it wrong and how he wants to make it better for you. Right? Just let's ask elders. And that's including myself. (laughs) Seek their counsel and and. All of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. Tie on the servant's apron. It's time to get that apron on and we're going to start serving others. It's time to start serving others like we're waiters here, waiting on people. For God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself. And if you don't humble yourself, let me tell you, you will be humbled in front of others. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside your self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you at a place of honor. Who's going to exalt you? God will exalt you at a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. God is going to exalt you where? In service. In service. God's going to exalt you when? At the appropriate time. Don't rush God. If something's not happening in your time, trust God and keep serving. Trust God, keep serving. And at the appropriate time when you've done learn some lessons, there goes God exalting you, honoring you. Where? In service. In service. Strength is for service, not status. Strength is for service, not status. Number seven, casting all your cares, all your anxieties all your worries, if you're worried about making it, you're worried about making a name for yourself, you're worried about how am I gonna do this, what's my next step, how am I gonna go here, all your cares, all your anxieties, all the pressures, I should be here in life, I should be at this job, I should be married by now, I should be, I should be, I should be this far in my career, what am I gonna do, what's my next step? What do we need to do? God's gonna exalt you, where? In service. In service, in service, casting all of your cares, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns once and for all on him. Why? Because he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God is not withholding anything good from you. God is not withholding anything good. God desires for you to have healthy relationships. You want a healthy relationship so bad? God wants you to have a healthy relationship. And that first relationship starts with him. Having a healthy relationship with him, being filled with others, not filled with others, filled with him, you can actually give to others. God desires for you to have a healthy relationship with your spouse, with your kids, with your boss, with people, right? With your parents. You're fighting all the time with your parents. God wants you to have a healthy relationship with your parents. It's time to humble yourself. Like, I know what it feels like to be young because I was young once a few years ago. And sometimes you're just like it feels like you know it all. And it feels like it feels like your parents are just holding back and they're sucking all the fun out of your life. And the crazy thing is that, you know, being older you realize they're not sucking the fun out of your life. They're trying to guard you and protect you from all of the mistakes they made. And they want better for you. They want you to have better relationships. They want you to have better finances. They want you to make better choices, right? So they put these boundaries that are healthy on you. And then they will honor you at the appropriate time to choose for yourself. And then how how are you gonna do that? By taking responsibility, right? Responsibility equals authority. If you're like whining because you have no authority, take some responsibility. You want authority in the house, but you can't take out the trash, right? You want authority with your phone, but you can't be responsible with it. You want authority in relationships. You want to say, like, I'm grown, but you can't do the little things. Man, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry if it's about whooping time. It's because your girl loves you. She wants better for you, right? So... And we have to get ourselves in order, right? We have to get these little things in order so that we can do great things. When you're faithful in the little, God makes you ruler over much. So we spend much of our time and energy talking to God about our anxieties. Instead of talking to God about vision, instead of talking to God about purpose, instead of talking to God about the future, we're talking to God about all of our anxieties and cares about what? About Relationships. Like relationships can be all consuming and there you are running around like a little chicken with your head cut off. Why? Because they love me. They hate me. They love me. They hate me or whatever it is. Why? It's so selfish. We need to turn to God. We need to cast our cares. We need to seek help. We need to grow up and we're we're all these fears and anxieties and worries and doubts about relationships, about our finances, about our future, right? If we don't have realistic expectations and healthy boundaries in these areas, I'm sorry to tell you we're gonna fail. This sucks, right? But it's truth. And I want to speak the truth in love. If we don't have healthy boundaries with relationships, if we don't have healthy boundaries with our finances, if we don't have healthy boundaries with our health, right? If we don't have healthy boundaries with self-control, if we don't have realistic expectations, we're going to fail. I love it. Women ask me all the time, single women, you know, like, I want to get married. And, you know, they're over here believing for Thor, okay? And you over here a little chunky monkey haven't been to the gym talking about it's quarantine 15 quarantine 19 whatever you call it but you're over here believing god for a shredded six pack I'm just saying you better hit the gym right you better if you we need to have some realistic expectations we're over here jumping in fit for life and like I'm going to lose 50 pounds okay how about let's work on 5 Right? Like, I'm gonna work out for two hours. How about we go for a walk and hit those 10,000 steps? Like, we need to have realistic expectations. And before you know it, in a year, your whole life is transformed. In a year, your whole body is transformed. In a year, your relationship is transformed. So we need to have realistic expectations with healthy boundaries. It is so important that we establish healthy boundaries to have success in this areas. Okay, so there's three types of control that everything and everybody, every person in your life will fall into. You all ready? Direct control. Direct control is so small. My personality is control. I love control, but I don't have control. (laughs) Like I'm realizing I have less and less and less control, and the only thing I have control of is myself. That's no fun at all. That's self-control, responsibility, right? So you have direct control, indirect control, no control. Direct control means that you can determine the outcome. That is so small. You can determine the outcome like in almost nothing, like realistically, but you can control the outcome in a few things. We'll talk about that later. So direct control means responsibility. Indirect control means that you can't determine the, out- the outcome, but you can influence it. This is where you can influence others, you can inspire, right? But you can't control. And then there is no control. That's what we got a lot of. No control means you have no control of the situation, but you can trust God. You can trust God, right? I may have no control of this situation or certain situations, but I need to trust God. I need to trust God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all my strength. We cannot control people. Look at your neighbor and say, we cannot control people. We can't control people, but we can die trying, right? We can die trying to change people. We can die trying to control people, but it doesn't work. Why? Because they have their own sphere of control and they have direct control of themselves. We can pray for people. We can influence people by encouragement, not manipulation. And we can strengthen people. We can trust God, but we can't change people. So this this concept of healthy boundaries really helped me in ministry right dealing with young people I talked about it last time I wish that I could pick their spouse I wish that I could pick their career I wish that I could pick you know healthy lifestyle choices for them no don't do that yes, do this no and, and I realized it doesn't work that way right it, at all at all you can't control people but you can empower people you can pray you can start changing and others see your change and they're like attracted to that change and like wow what is that doing so i love that concept of like okay i have no control i'm not trying to control people but i want to encourage and inspire others so because i love people that's why i love people and most of the time i'm like i know best you know and then I grow up a little bit more, and I'm like, Whoa, okay, I didn't know the best in that situation, but I'm glad that I'm wise enough to seek counsel. I'm wise enough to repent. I'm wise enough. So in life, so that's how it goes, right? Seeking counsel, asking counsel. We, may, we make a mistake sometimes. We all make mistakes because we're not perfect. So direct control, responsibility. Indirect control, influence. No control, trust God. So the fun part of my job is being in control when... Guys are little, okay? So in children's ministry, when they're little, in control. But the fun part of my job is starts to change at influence. And, and the best part is when we start co-laboring. We start working in ministry together. These teens, they turn 13, and they cannot wait to join the dream team. They cannot wait to help and be a part of change. They can't wait to make a difference. And I love that. So like I said, I want to raise a generation. I want to raise a generation. How? So that they need me and they come to me. No. I want to raise a generation that doesn't need me. They go to Jesus. They take control and responsibility of their own choices. And they start, you know, receiving the consequences, good or bad, and making adjustments as they grow, okay? So if you desire a friend to be saved... So all of us, right, you're desiring your mom, your dad, or a friend, or somebody, a loved one, to be saved. Can you make them receive Jesus? Do you wish you could? But you can't make them receive Jesus. None of us can, right? Can you influence them to receive Jesus? Yes, you can. How? By being religious? By throwing the Bible at them, just slapity, slap, slap? By yelling at them with scriptures? No. We're not going to influence others that way. We're going to influence others by how we respond and how we react and how we love, right? That's how we're going to influence others. You can carry the passion for them to be saved, and you want them to receive God's best, but you don't carry the responsibility for them to be saved, right? You don't carry the responsibility that they choose Jesus. You have, you have direct control—you all ready for this?—for your emotions, That means you have to take responsibility. You have the ability to respond, right? So a situation comes, so your emotions is gonna have to be on what? Your belief system. So what do I believe about this situation? So then you have a proper response. So this happens all the time, okay? I yell a lot because I yell. So the situation can be so small, and if I'm like, (gasps) and that response was out of control, I have to ask myself, why am I responding that way? Is it Chate's fault? Is it Chatel's fault? My sister's? Is it the driver that's, you know, driving crazy's fault? No. If my response is out of control, it's my fault, and I have to take responsibility, right? This is about us taking responsibility. We want great relationships, then we got to work on us. We so it's so easy to know what they need to change. It's so easy to know what they need to work on. But sometimes when you're hearing a message about what well, you need to take responsibility, it's like ah yawn. But if I was teaching a message about how we're going to change your man and how are we going to change your parents, and they need to do this and they need to do that, you guys be like woo woo woo. It'd be all hype in here. But when it's about responsibility, it's like whoa yeah. It's important, how are we gonna have good relationships? When we're good inside, when we're taking control, direct control of our emotions, of our choices, of our habits, of our faith, our faith and our belief system is our responsibility. Do we believe in Jesus Christ? Do we believe he is the healer? Do we believe we are redeemed? Do we believe, do we believe he is the source of all truth? What do you believe? Because if your belief system is messed up, you're just going to go with the flow. And you're going to get trashed. You're going to get ran over. And you're going to be like, why is my life so messed up? Your responsibility Your direct control of your habits. Like, I don't know how I picked up this habit. Yes, you do. You decided, you created it, right? And there you are. Your faith, your hope, your love. When we make others responsible for our emotions, you have chaos. When others are responsible for your choices, it's not my fault, they made me do it. No, you chose to go, you chose to get in the car, you chose to answer that DM, you chose to pick up the phone, you chose, come on, did you choose? Like, I don't know how I fell in love with them, you chose to, like you chose to, we were just talking. Okay, we already discovered what talking means last week, we are not going to go over that again. Okay, so when I say talking, I mean, communicating with words. When y'all say talking, y'all mean something else. So I don't know how it happened. You know, we were just talking, I'm pregnant. Nobody gets pregnant talking. It's impossible. You are in control of your choices. You are in control of your feelings and feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. Look at your neighbor and say, feelings are not facts. Sometimes you need to wait for more facts. You need to wait for more facts to make decisions. But when we just go on feelings, we're making feelings facts and we're making wrong decisions. So sometimes you need to just wait and get more facts so that like, what do you, what is your opinion on this? What do you believe about this? I don't have all the facts. I'm not gonna just be led by my emotions. I'm not gonna get riled up by my emotions. I'm gonna wait for the facts, and you know what? My opinion may not even matter on the situation. My, if I have no involvement, if I have no direct control, my opinion doesn't matter about the situation. So calm down, right? But feelings are not facts. Emotions, choices, habits. Imagine you're putting that responsibility in somebody else. Somebody is running you like a puppet. They're over here running your emotions, running your choices, running your feels, running all and running what you believe in, what you don't believe in. That's why it's so important for us to know. We give authority and power to, over to others. You know what? God doesn't even have that kind of power. God can't even make you choose him. And we're giving that kind of power to others we need to take responsibility for our decisions, for our choices. We need to take responsibility for our lives. It is so important. He can't make us choose, is God the source or is he just a resource? You need to ask yourself that question all the time. When you're at school, is God my source or just a resource, right? When you're at the job, is God my source and this job just a resource? You need to ask yourself that in relationship. Is God my source and this is just a resource? Because God has to be the source of everything in your life. Others are no longer responsible to meet my needs. Ever. Others are no longer responsible to meet my needs in any way, any shape, in any form. Why? Because on their best day, they can't. On their best day, they cannot meet my needs. Because most of the time, I don't even really know what I need. Right? But God can. My emotional needs, my choices, my habits, my beliefs, my faith... It's all in Jesus. We were designed to have deep, intimate relationships with God, and it's so important, right? Okay, so we look to Jesus. We look to God first and most. So when our love comes from him, we don't need it from others. When our love comes from him, others are extras. Others are just the toppings because our love cup is so full of God. Others are just the extra. So if you have healthy boundaries, you learn healthy ways to get your needs met. This is game changer. If you have healthy boundaries in relationships, then you learn healthy boundaries and healthy ways to get your needs met. Healthy boundaries help you say no and hear no without fear. Can you say no? If somebody says, hey, you wanna go to the movies and you don't wanna go with them, can you say no? Come on, if somebody jumps in your DM, says you wanna go out, can you say no? Come on, if somebody says they want to take you out after lunch and you don't want to go, can you say no? Without fear. <laughs> so you have to have a healthy boundary and say no. And you know what? You need to learn to say no to yourself. That's called self control. If you know you're on your 10th enchilada and you need to say no, say no. If you know that you're just bored in the house and in the house bored and you keep going to the refrigerator, just say no. You know what I mean? We need to learn a healthy boundary to say no. No, I'm not interested. No, I don't wanna go. No, I'm not gonna open the refrigerator. No, I'm not gonna just look and see what's inside. No, no. So healthy boundaries, you're able to say no without fear. Love equals freedom of choice. If there is no choice, It is not love. You can't make people come to church. They have to choose to come for themselves. You cannot make people choose Jesus. They have to choose for themselves. And if there is no choice, it is not love. Love them enough and allow them to make the choice for themselves. And when they make the choice for themselves, they're going to love Jesus, they're going to serve Jesus, and they're going to lead for Jesus. Because if there is no choice, it is not love. And God has given us the choice to choose him. And you know what fear is? Fear is bondage. Fear is manipulation. Fear is keeping control of people. Like, let it go, right? If you have healthy boundaries, you allow others to experience consequences of their choices. You chose it, you clean up the mess. Seriously. And if you chose it, then you get the reward. If it's good. It's that simple. Jesus had levels of friends. Like, we're going from level to level to level, right? Level up, level up, level up. We're about to level up our game, okay? So Jesus had levels of friends. He was friend of sinners. Woo! Jesus was the tax collectors. like, why is he sitting over there at that table? He shouldn't be at that table. Jesus was friend he was a friend of Judas who portrayed him. He called friend. It says friend in the Bible. But let me tell you, there's levels of friends, right? Friend, Jesus was a friend of the 12 disciples, but he was also close friends with three. He was close friends with three. So we were talking about inner circle, and we need to have a tight inner circle. We need to have a close inner circle. If you have a million friends, you have a mess. It's time to get close friends, build close friends. There are levels of relationships and we're the ones that blur the lines, right? When we don't have healthy boundaries. That's why I spent all that time about healthy boundaries because if we don't have healthy boundaries, we blur the lines and everybody's my friend and they're my Facebook friend and Facebook friends means we're real friends. No. That doesn't mean you're a real friend. If you've never met face-to-face and you're like, they're my best friend. And you're just like typing, you know, and they like every single thing I do on Facebook. That is not a friend. That is somebody who needs likes and they're giving likes because they need likes. That's all. You're over here like, I'll give a like if you give a like. I'll give a follow if you give a follow. Oh, we're friends. No. You need healthy boundaries. And if, if that's all, then that's your reward. If that's what you're seeking, then that's your reward. But I like real relationships. I like real friendships. I like real solid friends that can tell me what's up and they can show me what's up. They can set me straight. They can encourage me and empower me, right? We have associates, people just passing by in our life. We have assignments, people God is sending to us. God is sending people to you that you're what? You're supposed to lead them to Jesus. You're supposed to show them God's love. We have advisors, mentors who help us along the journey. We have the inner circle, Loyal, like-minded people who are close friends and who can sharpen you. Proverbs twenty-seven, twelve: As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Your inner circle should be a close circle. They should be your close friends. And you know what? Somebody who's close to you, you should have some requirements. Ladies, I'm not even going to go there. You need some requirements. You need some standards. You need some standards that you put. And let me tell you, when we put the standards, the guys will meet them. They will surpass them. They're excited. They're achievers. They're goal-minded. Give them a goal, all right? Just saying. But sometimes it's not your fault because nobody taught you how valuable you are. And sometimes it's not your fault because nobody showed the way. They may have said the way, but I want to show the way. I want to empower you that you are valuable, you are precious, that God died for you and that you are a daughter of God and that guy, whoever, is a son of God and maybe they need help and they need hope. So that's why we got to be the answer. We got to be the change, but we're not going to do that if we don't know truth. We're not going to do that if we're we're so caught up in what's going on rather than knowing the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So your inner circle, they should share the same values and belief system. They love God, they love people, and they love life. They live on their life on mission with you, right? You guys are headed in the same direction. What is the direction you're headed? What's the highway? What's the road? Jesus. Jesus is the way. He is the life, right? Jesus is the truth, Your inner circle, this close covenant friends, committed friends, they choose love and loyalty in the relationship. They got skin in the game. They got your back. Love and loyalty is a choice. I choose to be loyal. It's a two-sided relationship. It's not one-sided. There's a give and there's a take. Love and loyalty. They speak the truth in love. You are not afraid to have real conversations about conflict right? without manipulation or intimidation. Seriously, guys, what does God's word say about this situation? Let's speak the truth in love. Let's seek God. Let's pray about this. But if you're not on the same mission, you're not in the same direction, they don't even know what you're saying when they're like, let's pray. Like, hmm. like no, we ain't doing yoga. That's for stretching. We need calling on Jesus right now, okay? But if you don't know and they don't know your belief system, you don't know their belief system, and you're like, oh, we getting married. This my best friend calling your best friend is not even headed in the same direction as you? How is that your best friend? Woo! Gives grace upon grace because nobody is perfect. I need grace every single day in my solid relationships because your girl is wild. And I just get wilder and wilder, I guess. (laughs) So I need grace upon grace. Always growing and pursuing God's plan God's purpose. You hold each other tight, but you never hold each other back. You want to hold on close to this inner circle, but never hold each other back. You got each other's back, but you will never hold each other back. Your inner circle is so important. In John 15, 13, 15, 12, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's beloved, true friend. Remember, Jesus was a friend of sinner. He was a friend to Judas. We have associates. We have assignments. We have advisors. But we choose our inner circle. We choose that inner circle. And I just want to encourage you guys to choose your inner circle wisely. Why? Because bad company corrupts good morals. Bad company, you're like, how did I get here? How did I get so off track? Who are you listening to? Who's in your inner circle that has no business in there? They're not on the same mission. They're not on the same direction. They're not on the same highway as you. And you're wondering why you keep crashing. We need to make decisions to have better relationships. So first we have to establish healthy boundaries. We have to take responsibility for our emotions. We have to take responsibility for our choices, right? We want authority, but first comes responsibility. And then authority and power always follow. Who's the one with the most authority in the room? Whoever carries the most responsibility. It's not about title. It's not about, you see that one who carries the most responsibility, that's the person that is what. with that apron, serving others. When when is God going to honor you? In service. When? At the appropriate time. Trust God, but check your circle. Check your circle. Check your circle. And I'm just saying, if you're young and you're not married yet, you want to marry somebody in your inner circle. You want to marry somebody with skin in the game. You want to marry somebody who's always got your back, giving grace, chooses love and loyalty, speaks the truth, has the same values, lives life on mission, loving God, loving people, loving life. Why? Because they're seeking God as the source, and he's not just their resource. He's just not a scripture that you look up. It's actually a face-to-face relationship. So I ran out of time, but if you guys have time, I want you guys to look up a story in the Old Testament. There's a story in the Old Testament about two covenant friends named Jonathan and David. They have, it's in 1 Samuel 18, and it goes all the way through 20, chapter 20. And they have an amazing friendship. And I always say like, this is my covenant relationship, that's my bestie. How? When you lay down your life for somebody. Jonathan loved David so much that he, he had, he was the king's son. He was next in line, but he honored David. Why? Because David honored God, and they became best friends. And they had each other's back in war, in celebration, and they. And then Jonathan dies, and David even makes sure to take care of his kids. Like that's the kind of skin in the game where like your kids call your bestie auntie and they got each other, you know, like you got each other's back. There's something so special about that relationship. And it's hard to establish that kind of relationship. But let me tell you, it's worth it. Anything that's great takes time, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it. So that's in Samuel. I just encourage you guys to look that up. So last scripture, 1 Timothy 4.11, get the word out. Teach all these things and let no one put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life. With what? With your words? With your life. By word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post reading scriptures. You should be going over the YouTubes. I mean the YouTubes, not YouTube. Like some of y'all need to put the YouTube down. But the, the, the message on YouTube, going over the notes, going over the scripture. How many of you guys got the 21-day devotional for the shred? Like we're going to do this how? In the scriptures, in the word giving counsel, teaching, and that special gift of ministry that you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed for you. Keep that dusted off. So keep your Bible dusted off. Keep that booklet dusted off. Keep that internship information dusted off. How, is, how, how does it get dusty? Sitting there, not applying it, and you know what? It can never get dusty when it's in you. It can never get dusty when it's in you. Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. The people will see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Do not be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear will experience salvation. You're going to experience all-inclusive salvation. So what do we have to do? We have to choose Jesus. We have to choose to renew our mind. We have to choose salvation. We have to choose the highway, the road to Jesus. And we need to start living heaven on earth. How many of you guys want to start living heaven on earth? Start walking in the same authority that Jesus walked in. He wasn't afraid of no virus. He just like, bring it on, and it just disappears. Imagine? They just they put the virus in you, and it disappears. They put the virus in you, and it disappears. They put, they're like, what is that? I got the blood of Jesus flowing in these veins. <laughs> All right, so we need to choose Jesus. And if you'd like to choose Jesus tonight, if you'd like to choose Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, you're like, I don't know if I have, maybe I haven't, but tonight I want to make a decision. I want to make a decision that I want to join that road. I want to get on that highway. I want to get on that freeway, right? The freeway is free. It's free when Jesus is involved, right? He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose. So let's all bow our heads and let's pray. Let's pray to invite Jesus into our life. Say, Jesus, I call in your name. Right now, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you came to the earth, died on the cross for my sin. On the third day, you rose from the dead. Thank you for forgiving me, setting me free. I receive you, Jesus, in my life today. Thank you for answering me and saving me. Amen. And just like that, you can enter into the family of God. Just like that, it's a choice. It's a choice that you have to make. And if you made that choice tonight for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. If you could just click that. I I chose Jesus. I received Jesus. Put your hand up in there. We have some resources for you. We have a book that Pastor Dan wrote, and it's about your next step of salvation. Because this isn't all inclusive, right? There's so much more than just getting to heaven. It's about living heaven on earth. So I love you guys. I am so excited for... What's to come? I hope you guys receive something tonight because I know that I did.